0: Welcome to the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. It's a podcast to help accountants, CPAs, and bookkeepers escape what we call the Accountant's Trap. It's where accountants are not getting paid for their value and are forced to work long hours with high demanding clients with little pay. Well, how do you escape the trap? And one way is the topic of today's episode, and that's by ensuring you get the right people on your team. By testing them before you hire them. To help me with the discussion, I've invited Giles Pearson, the CEO of Account Test. Giles, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Adam. Nice to talk to you today.
0: I'm really excited uh, for this episode because I think what you are doing is fascinating. You're essentially ensuring that accountants who are hiring people for their team are making sure that they are getting the right people on. The bus, so to speak, by testing them. So, can you tell us how that works?
1: Yeah, look, and and and, and you're, you're spot on. And, and as we all know, it's super hard to find good talent these days. So, yeah. um, being able to move fast and being able to know the quality of the people that you're taking on is is really important. And you know, you might not be able to find the people that exactly the fit that you need, but it's a way way better experience for everybody if you know the calibre of the person you're taking on and, you know, you can you can make that integration into your team much smoother, even if they're not really quite what you want, because, you, you, you know, you might well not be able to, to find that. So, um, you know, look, my, my background was 25 years in, in public accounting. Uh, I was a partner with a large firm here in New Zealand, where I am where I'm today, um, a, a partner here with, for 18 years. So, you know, hired loads of people through that time. Uh, not all of them worked out. And, you know, we went looking for some for some technical skills tests. That's where we, you know, that was our focus at the time. Um, and we just couldn't find anything that we thought was at a sort of professional level that we were happy to put in front of a candidate for our firm. Um, so, you know, 25 years in public accounting was a lot and enough, nice. uh, and uh, you know when I when I'd done that, it was like here's a little a little um, itch that I might want to scratch. So I teamed up with um, with my sort of co-founder Steve Evans and, and started account tests, building some technical skills uh, tests here in New Zealand. Went to Australia, UK, and and sort of a couple of years ago to the US. Um, so so that's really I guess is the is the um, is, is the why of why we do what we do.
0: Okay. So why do accountants, why, why do you suggest accountants ta- uh, test their prospects before hiring them? And, and what type of tests should they be performing? You mentioned technical, but yeah, uh, yeah. Why, what do you suggest?
1: And look, you know, to, to answer the first part of that question, and, and you might've seen the survey that came out last week that said that uh, sort of 85% of candidates who have a, a um, college degree lie on their resume. Uh, and, really? and Yeah, I, I know. Well, and, and to be fair, you know, like, who hasn't done that? Um, okay. And, and some of that's exaggeration. So it's, you know, how many people did you manage or what was your role title and, and these sorts of things? You know, so, so you might say low level, but it's, it makes it really difficult when you're hiring to have any confidence in anything that you actually read. Mm. Um, so if you Good point. If, if you if you can at least verify their qualification, um, you can probably to some extent put a line through everything else and go, well, that's interesting because that's what they're telling me. But you know how much of that is real. Yeah. Um, so so then you end up with an interview which is. A fraught process on both parts, you know, smaller firms in particularly don't necessarily interview very well because they don't interview very often, you know, and I was in that category. I was a, I was a really, I was a poor interviewer, never had any training on how to interview. Um, you know, there's this concept called um, competency-based interviewing, which is where you're you know, specifically interviewing for the competencies that you're looking for, but you know how many how many accountants, how many CPAs have actually got training in how to do that in a real life situation? So, yeah. um, so the interviewers are, are often not that great at what they do, um, and the interviewees, some people perform really well at interview. Um, you know we we've all had the stories and and you know my kids would be a perfect example you know my my daughter went to a number of interviews when she went out of college um the first one she she you know she she rang up and and went it went terribly you know i just went to pieces i really didn't know what i was doing um by interview five she nailed it she's the same person um but but she now knew the game. She knew the questions she was going to be asked. Um, she had all her stories, you know, and she gets the job five, you know, five interviews later. But same person, and, and will be will we'll be as good as at the job, at, you know, for the fifth um, employer that she went to to, to interview for as wow. the first one. So, so you know, candidates can be can struggle at interview or you know outperform compared to. How they're going to um, achieve in the role? Yeah. So then, what do you do? You know, at, yeah. at that point, you know, you, you've you've got you've got you know resumes that are uh, should go in the bin and interviews that give limited, potentially limited insight. Um, so that's where testing comes in because testing gives you objective evidence, um, and and that's not to say you'd hire somebody only on the testing processes but it gives you objective insights so you know think technical you know you're hiring a staff accountant Um, you want to know whether they've got the technical skills for that role Um, you can ask a few questions at interview they may or may not know the answers to those randomly they may know the answers but actually they, they don't know much else or you know randomly they don't know the answers to those questions but actually are pretty good so you know doing a like a like one of our tests which is 40 questions generally that's a lot of data points um you're getting quite a bit of insight uh and being able to compare them you know with a norm group which is what we create or or you know versus previous hires if you've used testing before um So you get to to really be able to see where they sit on that sort of continuum of experience.
0: Hey there, Adam here from the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. I'd like to personally invite you to a free masterclass that we're conducting this Thursday called How to Start a CFO Service. To register, just go to thecfoproject.com and click free training at the top. See you then. You're describing the situation with your daughter, how she got the, the interview, the job at five interviews. So it, the, the opposite could be true. A lot of accountants could be hiring employee or potential employees who are great at interviewing, right? Who are just, who gamed the interview, but then just turned out to be lousy employees. They were just great, great interviews. They knew what yeah. to say. They knew all the right things to say. But this is sort of a, an, another test, another checkpoint to decide if this person knows what they're really talking about
1: well you know and, and you go if you go online and, and look at you know what are what are likely interview questions for an accounting position um, and you've you've done a couple of interviews already you get a pretty good idea of the sorts of questions you're going to be yeah. asked so so you know and to be fair most interview questions are around you know tell me about a time when and 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 a need to describe a scenario and that, those are good questions but equally candidates know they're coming. So they think about the scenario and they can dress it up, you know? Absolutely embellished. If 85% of them lie on their resume, how many, what, what percentage of people are going to lie on right. in their interview? Hmm, yeah, That's probably right. about the same.
0: Yeah, and, and it may not be outright lying. It just may be just dressing it up like you said, just to Absolutely. make it sound a little bit better than yeah. what it actually yeah. was.
1: But I as know, an employer, you probably can't tell the difference. To be fair, between yeah. somebody who's a hundred percent honest, seventy-five percent honest, or ten percent honest. It's
0: very so difficult. the the types of questions that you ask, can, just so we can visualize, what's one example of a question that, that you might ask on a on this test? So
1: so th- think of a think of a really simple one of our simple tests. So we we have a test um, called um, debits and credits. So okay. it will be, the question will be, you know, here's, um, here's an uh, an entry that your accounting system has processed. You've bought something, um, you, you know, you bought some inventory uh, and you've received the invoice and your accounting system, you know, QBO or Zero or whatever, has processed that invoice for you. What's the general entry that the... Um, system will have uh, posted and giving a variety obviously of of options for a candidate to choose. So, you know, so, so, so that test, for example, is, is, it's a short one, 20 questions, but it's all about, you know, prove to me you've got an intuitive understanding of debits and credits. You know, here's a transaction. Tell me what the journal entry is. Here's a journal entry. Tell me what the transaction was. So, you know, you're going to get a, you, and, and a, you can really tell the people who know stuff and who don't know stuff at that simple level. It's it's not it's not very nuanced. Um, so so those are the sorts of things we're trying to tease out, I guess, in in this process. As the tests go further up the chain, um, say our CPA um, public accounting test, you know, the, the questions obviously get significantly more difficult, um, and you know, you need, you, they, they're inevitably somewhat generalist because, you know, firms have all different sorts of roles. So we're trying to create tests that are, if you like, good for the widest number of roles that, um, that, that people are likely to
0: have. Got it. Okay. So, so you have the technical side of the, the tests. Is there anything that tests their sort of personality or culture fit or anything of that nature?
1: Yeah, look, and, and 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 so we decided to have a look at that. Obviously, on the skills side, you know, there's really not a lot of options out there for testing skills in public accounting. Um, but in personality, there's obviously a lot of options that people have traditionally used. And, you know, some of them are pretty good and some of them are, are not so good. And, and, you know, tests that describe your candidate as a, as a colour or, a, um, or a, an animal or something are are good for team building, but they're not, they're not good for hiring. Um, You know, there's generally not a lot of science behind those tests that that they're good for getting your team to relate to each other and talk about how they work together. Um, Mm. You wouldn't want to hire somebody based on those results. Um, But there are tests, what they call the big five um, personality profiles, which I guess, ask a lot more questions and, and therefore have some science. So we looked at those big five ones and um, thought, you know, look, we can, we can do better for the accounting profession here. So we, we took a, a, a big study that was done actually out of the UK, um, looking at, you know, what a modern accountant's need in terms of the, the qualities um, that, that they have to have to be successful. Uh, and we sort of combined that with a Big Five personality profiling and, and, and developed our own Big Five version um, based on these specific qualities for accountants. And that's stuff like, you know, th- this is not rocket science. It's like relationships. It's like ethics, um, problem solving, uh, coping with stress. Uh, not vastly different to maybe what other personality profiles would do, but we're looking at it through the lens of public accounting. So, um, and, and then when you've, when you've got the profile done, you get interview questions uh, based on the profile. So what is, what do, um, you know, what does the profile tell you that, that you might want to investigate further? So here's the interview questions that you should ask. And again, based on the profile, here's a personal development plan um, that you could use with this person if you Started off with them. Um, obviously, over time you'll you'll get to know them very well, and um, you know the, the the personality profile is still right. Um, but obviously, you will nuance your the, the the sort of plan that you might work up with them um, for their personal development. But here's something that you can get started with on day one.
0: Mm, okay, it's very interesting. And you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that you you keep some you keep a database of of test takers across all these different accounting firms and you create, you essentially compare for your clients, their test taker score to the norm or to the, to yep. the average. And I guess, has there, is there any sort of surprising statistics that have come out of that, that, that you found? Um,
1: the bell curve, applies totally applies in in people's ability as it does or you know their skills as it does with everything else so you know and 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 we get the story all the time oh they're a cpa i don't need to test them because you know they're a cpa already taken Um, a big test (laughs) yeah wow yeah well and at some point in their life they did take a big test um and may you know but the bell curve applies some people who are cpas are honestly just um, technically rubbish and you know what's the reason for that maybe they've been sidelined in a job where their technical skills haven't been utilised um, you know or, or, or so narrowly applied that when you test them on more general things they just they just don't have it maybe they're a really good test taker you know um, yeah. w- uh, there, are, there are a lot of people who can um you know study extremely hard for a test go in nail it walk out next day can't remember anything you not get
0: it all yeah um,
1: yeah yeah and, and and that's a that's a real skill but it's probably not um, something that you as an employer you would particularly value um, so yeah it's so the bell curve the bell curve totally applies um, and you know it's as an employer, when you when you're looking at these um, candidates, you know you, you've got to have something sensible and, and if you like scientific to compare the candidate to, because otherwise, if it just if you just go well, here's a raw score, you know, or even sort of just here, here they are compared to, say anyone else who's ever taken this test. Well, how do you know what the quality of that was? Whereas I guess what we're doing is looking at the quality of the people that we're comparing to and making sure that those comparisons are, um, are good for for, for um, accounting firms.
0: Yeah, very interesting. So can you tell us about a, a, a particular client that, that you've worked with, that you've performed tests for? How has that, how is working with you and doing tests for them, how has that changed their accounting practice? So we can sort of visualize how this Really is uh, impacting the accountant, the firm owners' lives by realising yeah. something. So, like
1: that. so you know, look, there's 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 two or three different ways of looking at, at this. So, you know, one example that we that, that we had recently was a a, a firm. They are actually here in New Zealand, and they so they um, struggle like everyone else to to hire people. They they use their test the candidate completely bombed out in the test um, but they hired them anyway uh, because they were desperate and you know they sent me an email like two two months after the hire going I really should have listened to you guys you know oh, no. we hired this person they were they the, the test said they were no good and they were no good and then we had to let them go and all the costs of bringing them on and, and, and getting them out so you know that's that's one side of it I guess the, the flip side of that is we get a lot of anecdotal feedback from, uh, and, we, and we ask firms this: you know, tell us how the, the the how this person who did really well in the test tell us how they're doing in the role once you hire them, oh. and you know the feedback you 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 get consistently is the people who are the higher performers in the test, uh, the higher performers in the office. Um, wow. So you know that's the. And that's what you're trying to achieve. And look, it's not 100% accuracy at any stage because people are people and, and, you know, people don't succeed for all sorts of reasons, um, potentially. But you can at least draw a line under that sort of technical. Um, yeah. It, but, or, or understand the personality bit and, and what it's that's likely to look like. Um, but look, okay. as another example, we so we did a, a big piece of work with a, Um, a firm uh, in Atlanta. Uh, So they were looking to do a restructure of their whole CAS team. And they were really struggling about how to to get some data around how they were going to make decisions around where people were going to be redeployed. Um, And they came across our testing. And so they used both our personality and skills testing. uh, They used our bookkeeper test. Uh, and they used that across the whole team. Uh, and using the results of that as a as a basis, um, they then re-engineered the way their team worked from essentially everybody doing everything to having some specific um, roles around onboarding and offboarding clients so that the people who were doing the monthly bookkeeping were not being distracted by having to... Um, you know, on board and off board as well. That they could just get on and, and do the work for the clients who were were being consistent, if you like. And then they had specialists doing this other um, work. So, you know, we're, we're actually working up a, a case study with them uh, based on that. But you know, that was a really good experience. They handled it exceptionally well. We were we were we were super impressed with the with the way that they um, dealt with their team through that because it's you know challenging um to give people that uncertainty that they're nobody's jobs were were lost in this process but people you know people get um uh nervous and upset i guess when when change like that is is coming up and they're being asked to to take tests whilst they're still you know in a role um so you know there's it can be a useful adjunct i guess to um to help with those sorts of processes, and, and again, provide some objective evidence to add to, you know, that that sort of subjective view of, of where people are at and, and what they what they can potentially do for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you would thoroughly vet uh, thoroughly vet software equipment that you would buy for your business. You might as well vet the people that you hire thoroughly yeah, as well.
1: Yeah. Oh look, and, and people probably spend a lot longer. Um, you know, reviewing reviewing the latest um, part of their tech stack than they do, right. you know, hiring somebody who's gonna cost them seventy-five thousand a year. Yeah. It's the reality.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Well, so somebody listening says, I'm interested. Where do I, where do they go?
1: Uh jump on our website, cantestot okay. Uh and how do you spell that? So A C C O U N T E-S-T-S.
0: Okay, so the so T is shared. Only
1: one, only one T in the middle, I know. Okay. We, yeah, um, uh, we, we, we didn't pay our marketing or, sorry, our media people enough money to come up with a name that people would spell. So, uh, <laughs> All right. uh, well, we'll, but, but, yeah, on there, on there we, we, uh, people can have a look at a, a free trial. So, you know, we understand that firms may want to have a look at one of these tests before they use them on a candidate, you know, try them out internally uh and you can see the range of of tests we've got there um and there's a there'd be 15 or 20 skills tests across the the u.s market
0: perfect okay so we'll put that link account test uh, in our uh, podcast page for this episode giles thank you so much for being with us today
1: adam it's been a pleasure to talk to you
0: yeah so And to everyone listening or watching, thank you so much for spending the last few minutes with us as we discussed how to escape the accountant's trap. Bye for now.